And today, this in this service, I have an assignment in dealing with fear. Dealing with fear. And in the past few weeks, we've heard of so many deaths that we can tell is uh, the work of the enemy uh, in progress. And John 10, 10 says, uh, the enemy comes uh, except to do what? To steal, kill, and destroy. There has been. I know there are church members, even this week, I've been, you know, I've been told of church members, uh, uh, mother, there's Eunice, I think uh, her mother be, went to be with the Lord, Eunice in choir. And then there is uh, Gerald Kibe, as told of the mother, and also Grace Nyaga, as told last night of her father. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's our hearts, you know, reaching out with compassion. And I really encourage you, church, as much as you can. And, and you're able. And you are, can, you are actually well able to be able to reach out to these people, comfort them, and help them, and any teams that they are, they are part of. But, but then I, I want you to see something here concerning fear, because fear connects you to death. That's why we, have, we must deal with it. How is that? I'll show you from the scriptures. I'm not dreaming this one up. Fear connects you with the death. And, and, and we have to, to be aware of how we can deal with the spirit of fear. In Hebrews chapter 2, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, um, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself shared in the same. Oh my goodness. That by itself is a teaching. He shared in the same. I think there's some week or years ago I, I spoke about the virgin birth of Jesus. That word shared is big right there. He shared in the same that through death he might destroy him. Well, look what the Bible says there. Him who had, had, had the power. He says who had the power of death, that is the devil. Who had, past tense, who had the power of death? Who had the power of death? How did he get that? He got that from, uh, because of the high treason of uh, Adam in the garden. He disobeyed God. So that was over because God's plan was never death. God, there's no death in God. All what you find in God is life. God kind of life, joy. There's no death in God. So he says this, who had? Who had? So he's talking about the Jesus manifestation. Remember he says in 1 John chapter 3, 8, For this cause that he came, that he may do what? Destroy the works of the devil. So he, he say had is past tense. Like if you tell me I used to have my Nissan X-Trail in 1992. You had. That means you no longer have. All right? So, so the devil, we say here from the scriptures, he had the power of death, that is the devil, and release from, and release those who through fear of death. Through fear of death. Were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Fear of death is a bondage. And one is held his or a lifetime by that bondage of fear of death. People, when you give your life to Christ, you should know that is, is you have life flowing inside of you. You have no, no reason to fear. And we have our, mostly, I'll say it because we are in Africa, but we have our African cultures and African cultures, they have magnified death than life. That's why Jesus had problems over those. You know, I get surprised and I have, have so much compassion. Someone's, you know, mother died in the nation. And then uh, uh, he's uh, overseas there. And the last time he was here was 2010. And he wants us to keep the body until he shows up. What are you coming to do? I'll say right there. You keep us for two weeks waiting for you to come from wherever you have been. For 10 years. When the last time you saw mama? 10 years ago. So now you're coming to see what? 
Yeah, you know, I loved her so much. I haven't seen her. So you come and see the body. If you tell us you are coming to raise him up or to, or to raise up, that's fine. We'll wait for you. That's not popular, but it's the truth. <laughs> Who had the power of death? And Revelation 1.18, when Jesus appeared to, to John in, in the book of Revelation, he says this, I am who lives and was dead. Praise God. I am who lives and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys. Hallelujah. I have the keys of Hades and of death. So that settles it. That you ought not to fear death. Now, I'll say several things regarding that. Fear is a spirit of the devil. Fear is a spirit of the devil. People, you need just to take that and, and know that that's the truth. Fear has nothing to do with God. It's a spirit of the devil. And even much more, fear of death has everything to do with the devil. Fear has to do with believing a lie or lies of the devil. Fear has to do with believing a lie or lies of the devil. Remember the Bible says that he's a father of lies. That's his nature. He's a liar and the father of it. The more you listen to the lies of the devil, the more you believe them. And I'm not saying that you should not have facts. But if all that you do is to go to the obituaries every day, every day, every day, I don't know what you're setting yourself to. <laughs> I just, I won't say that. I mean, it's This negates your faith in God. Fear negates your faith in God. And remember in Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 6, it says, without faith is what? impossible to please God. So do you want to please God? Refuse to fear and walk by faith. Refuse to fear. It doesn't matter what the news are. Just refuse to fear. It negates your faith in God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Then you need to hear the word of God until you know in your heart. That you truly believe it, no matter what comes your way. It's settled. You believe it. You believe the word. No matter what comes your way, do take every effort. Make every effort to believe. You don't start believing in a time of crisis. You prepare yourself ahead of time that in the time of crisis you are standing you're strong in the Lord. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, let me share with you something that I was taught, I think, 2000 in the Bible school and how that has blessed me for over 20 years. Uh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, uh, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I encourage you when you wake up in the morning to do that. Father, by your mercies, I present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before you, Father. And I thank you. This is your temple. Just do that every day. Every day. And then he says, verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world. Again, you can say the same. And I do not conform to this world, but I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind that I may prove what is that good. Mark that one. That which is good, that is that is good. And then he says, acceptable. Mark that one. And perfect will of God. So look at this. There is an aspect of the will of God. There is a good. And there is the acceptable. And there is the perfect. Perfect is God's best. Since I'm dealing with fear, and I told you fear is a connector to death, 
then there is the perfect will of God concerning your life. We see in the scriptures, with long life, will he satisfy you. With long life. Let's read some scriptures over here. <clears throat> in a... Um, in, um, in, in Psalm 91, and most likely I'm going to pray over this at the end. But look at this in Psalm 91. I looked at different versions and all of it is good. It says this, verse 16. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So God's will is what? God's perfect will is what? Long life. And to do what? To be satisfied. I've, I've listened to, uh, you know, messages of Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, who went to be the Lord, I think, 2003. Uh, but, but he said this, uh, if you ever hear Brother Hagin has gone, you know that he has been satisfied. He's satisfied. And I, th I think he went when he was 87. I think 87 or 85. But he was satisfied and he had breakfast and he was gone. That's, a, that, that's, that's you decide how you're going to be satisfied. All right, with long life. So we see that's the perfect will of God. Let me give you an example of something here. <clears throat> Last September when we went to Mount Kilimanjaro, scaling Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, it was so interesting. There's a certain uh, route that uh, you come, you go up, and there is one point, it's called Gilman's, Gilman's Point. You reach there. And, and, and then there is another point, it's called a, a stellar point, that is closer to the peak. And then there is the top guy at the peak, it's called Uhuru Peak. That's now the, the one that you go to the end. Now, uh, we didn't use this route of Gilman's, but we went to stellar point. But actually when you get to stellar point, you are seeing the peak, uh, Uhuru Peak, you see it, but Maybe some others are different, but I'll say it for myself, and I think I'll say it for Eston Jal, and I think I'll say it for Declinivore. Now, but I don't know about others. Did you feel the same? You come to Stella Point, and, and you, you feel like, my goodness, that's the peak, but your body has no energy. The oxygen levels are low, I think about 50% of what you're breathing here. And, and you are fatigued because you've been walking the whole night. So actually you don't feel like going. And now if you reach the Gilmans, which is father, you'll get a certificate at the end. Have I ever shown you my certificate, by the way? Uh, just trust me, I have it. <laughs> and then uh, when you come to the Gilmans, you'll get a certificate. When you come to Stella Point, you'll also get a certificate. But you go to Uhuru Peak, you'll get to Uhuru Peak and you'll get the, the main certificate. Now you may meet with people and they ask you, you know, they don't know, they ask you, so did you, have you ever gone to Mount Kilimanjaro? Oh, I scaled Mount Kilimanjaro and I went up there. And if they don't know Stella, Gilmans and Uhuru Peak, they, they say, oh, that, you are quite something. Let me tell you something. I go for best, God's best. I felt like dragging my body, dizzy kind of, fatigued, but I was dragging myself to Uhuru Peak. I don't care what was going to happen. I just go into the peak. This is what I'm saying. I go, I'm trusting, I'm believing to go for God's best. Not acceptable. Not good, perfect. With long life. With long life. Will he satisfy me? We see that's the perfect will of God. Come on, church. We see that's the perfect will of God. If God says this is his best, what you do is this. You must strive for the best. You strive for the best. You don't settle for the acceptable. You don't settle for good. You know, you've, you've, you've done something and someone says, yeah, that's, that's, that's good, that's fine. But if you did something and someone said, my goodness, this is excellent. 
This is excellent. This is what shining is all about. That's what I want. It's only me who wants that. Long, healthy life is God's best for you. Long, healthy life is God's best for you. I want God's best. You must believe, church, that it is impossible for God to lie. It's impossible for God. It is impossible for God to lie. That's in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18. It talks about God. It's impossible. When you see many deaths around, let me give you oh, such a problem. You never set your standard, your, your standard uh, towards man. I don't know if that's English. You look at him as the final, final everything in your life. We have one person is author and finish of our faith. His name is Jesus. And I, when, when, when things happen to people that you've looked up to, and, and you feel like, oh my goodness, they went. They went premature. I thought they believed. Let me tell you, let me help you, please. You and I don't know what people believe. You and I don't know what is in the hearts of men. We just don't know. We can all say, I believe. We can all say, I'm living by faith. We can all say, long, healthy life, my heritage. But I just don't know what you believe. The secret thoughts, your own thoughts, we just don't know. So I'm not going to put my faith on in man. I'm going to trust the word. And the beauty uh, about it all is you and I, have, we, we must examine our, our hearts to see if we really believe. Just we have to. If we are panicking and we are in any kind of fear, and, and, and then we're living a defeated life inside of us, then, then we are not living by faith. Sometimes we tend to, to also, also uh, uh, get confused about the anointing to ministry. Remember I was speaking about the anointing factor, about the anointing for ministry. But remember there's an anointing also for living day to day. First John 2.20 and 2.27 it says, For the anointing that abides in you shall teach you how many things? All things. So the decisions that you make on a daily basis. Do you know who actually knows my salvation better than anyone else? God, of course. But Tina, my wife. And definitely Pastor Carla. So then you have, you and I have to examine ourselves if we truly believe. If we are truly in faith. And if we are not, then we need to repent before God and ask God, forgive me. I said, I believe, but I don't believe. I've seen people just confess, I believe, I believe, and believe, I believe, and they die. They think like I thought they believed. I don't know their hearts. That's how honest I am. I just don't know everything. But the one that has been revealed to me, I'm going to trust God. Let's go to Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. Brother Francis, people are quiet in here. Do you, do you need to sing a song? <laughs> you and I, you need to sing a song, man. But, but, but let's, did I tell you what? Deuteronomy 29, 29. People, I'm telling you the scriptures. I'm not giving you my opinion. Listen to what the 29 say. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and are to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. So there are people just, I just, you just don't know. But you know what I'll do? I'll stay with the word. Because God is impossible for God to lie. God, what God says, is the same. Oh, so and so believed and he died. I don't know them. 
I was with them, but I don't know what they really believed inside of them. I remember a precious lady. Oh, she was such a mama. <laughs> oh, she loved me. You know, if there's a church member, you know, you know, just, she just loved me. And I love this lady. And she was diagnosed with cancer years ago. And I, I loved her. And, and Tina told me that I've never seen you stand with someone like this one. I love that lady. And we believed. At some point, I could tell she was frail. You know, she, you don't, she's, the one, she's the one who's suffering. I wasn't. I was believing with her. And I truly believing. And uh, at some point, I went to our house and I asked her, uh, Sister, let me ask you something. She was in her 60s. Um, do you want uh, us to continue fighting or you want to go home? She says, Pastor, I want to fight. I want to leave here on this earth. Fine, we'll continue. Then I prayed and I believed God to know, you know, what we were dealing with specifically. Um, then one morning, I woke up, it was on a Sunday morning, I think it was 2014. Uh, January, I think, and then, uh, or, or 20, 2013, I'm, I'm not so sure, but it should be, 20, it should have been, yes, it was 2014, and the Lord impressed me and, and spoke to me on something of how that comes, I'm telling, if the Lord hadn't told me, I wouldn't tell you the Lord told me, but how actually she caught that cancer. Now, I'm not saying for anyone else, I'm saying specifically for this person who the Lord spoke to me. You understand? That's why people, again, they get mixed up. They start saying, I, I had, I had this. No, I'm telling you of this specific person. You see? And then uh, I thought, Lord, how will I tell her? You help me. And she lived in the outskirts of, of this town. After the service in the afternoon, I drove over there. And I took my Holy Communion. And I thought, God, help me. What will I tell her? I knew I'd had the Lord. And I didn't tell Pastor, I didn't tell my wife, you know, I just, I just believe God, if this is you, you will unravel things. And God always does that. And then I got there and she had some people that had visited her. And she said, Pastor, I want, you to, I want to talk to you before you go. I said, that's fine. And then uh, she told me, uh, Pastor, I want to let you know, uh, when I was released from uh, Victory Faith temporarily, uh, when I went to that pastor's church, there are some things that I knew that he was unfaithful. And he, she started saying of several things that had happened there. She wasn't unfaithful. She wasn't at all. She was such a, 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 you know, a faithful woman. But that's exactly what the Lord told me when she joined herself to that pastor in the ministry that shown she got cancer. That's what the Lord told me. It matters where you go to church. You better know you're being led by the Holy Spirit. Even if this church is not your church, you better find a church. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a free pastor. Is that so? Yeah, if you, you've been praying and you say, now, this is not my church, please look for your pastor quickly if this is not your home. But if this is your home, stay in. Amen, stay in, drink everything brought in because we'll give you pure water. Hallelujah, and your thirst will be quenched. Hallelujah, and you'll prosper. Amen, but that's actually what the Lord told me. And then she told me, and she told me, and I told her. Uh, she was so sick. He said, she was so sick. But that man will not go, that pastor will not visit her except... That time she'll go, she was the highest giver in that church to visit her so that she can go pick off a tithe. Just you know, will never see us do that to you. I came to your office, my sister, to get tithe. What? The Lord is moving. What? Anyway, but at some point she stopped it. She stopped it. And then I told her, my sister, I didn't know how to tell you. But actually, that's the reason I'm here. That's what the Lord spoke to me this morning. That's how you got that cancer. And I want us to, to come to a prayer of agreement and repent of this 
not being led by the Holy Spirit, by joining ourselves to this church. And then we break that power of the enemy, and that's it. So I did, and we took Holy Communion, and I left, and I knew that was what God has sent me to do. And that's exactly what he has sent me to do. When I got back to the house, I, I remember we were at the kitchen, and Pastor Carl asked me, how did you find her? And I told her such and such. And I said, uh, I said, this is what actually the Lord spoke to me. When I started, she told me, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Because that's exactly what the Lord had been speaking to me. By two or three witnesses shall a matter be established. I'm telling you of this particular incident. I thought after that was going to be a turnaround and she was going to stand up and walk. I went to her and we kept moving and then finally she was admitted in the hospital. And then I remember visiting her in the hospital and she looked at me, it was on a Wednesday. She asked me, Pastor, do you remember, she was so weak, do you remember what you asked me about? I say, about what? If I want to live here or not? I say, yes, I, I, I remember that. She says, no, I want to. Soldiers never die. I say, that's fine. I'll agree with you. She was so weak. The following Tuesday, I was called in the afternoon. I was told she was gone. She was home to be with the Lord. From 5.30 a.m., she told the nurses, I'm going home, I'm going home, I'm going home, I'm going home today, I'm going home. By 2.30, she was gone. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. When she said it, she was gone. Those are some of the things I'm dealing with this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Let's read it out together, please. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, God, fear has nothing, God has nothing to do with fear. God has nothing to do with fear. Even the fear of dogs. Come on now. Even the fear of dogs. God has nothing to do. Even the fear of elephants. I'll never forget years ago. I think that was in the 90s. There's a certain mom again. Of such a friend. She was, she's such a mama to me even today. I visited her house and she had fierce dogs. And when I got to open the gate, she said, oh, Davis Pollen, stay right there because my dogs are fierce and I forgot to put them into, into the, what do you call it, can. And then uh, I said, uh, I, I said it calmly, mama, don't worry, these are dogs. The lion of Judah lives in me. And the dogs looked at me and said, that was it. I, I tell you like Jesus said, verily, verily, I tell you the truth. Even the fear of dogs, fear of cockroaches, whatever fear is, has nothing to do with God. Fear of rats. I remember, I remember Miss Nema gave her testimony. You still free from the fear of rats? She, she, she used to fear rats. And she gave her testimony of how God delivered her from that fear. God has nothing to do with fear. Fear is everything to do with the devil. The devil is a spirit of fear. How do we deal with it? Do you want to? Do you want to know how to deal with it? Let's, let's look at this, the, this scripture again. Oh, okay, let me, let me give some things. Because it's a spirit of the, the kingdom of darkness in, in James chapter 4 verse 7. James 4 verse 7, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. So actually that shows us how we can resist the spirit of fear. Do you know like the way they are talking about the third wave of corona? There are many believers, there's so much in fear. Church, you shouldn't fear. 
But can I tell you something here which is very important? Uh, how many of you have gone for the test? Let me see your hand. I did some time ago. Let me see your hand if you've gone. Just lift it high. Okay. That's a, a small number of us. I need my mask, Brother Francis. <laughs> I really do encourage you, if there is any symptom of any kind, don't allow yourself to linger and to keep away from going for a test. Going for a test does not mean that you don't believe. I did in September, most likely this week I'll be going. And by the way, when I go, I'll not be ashamed to tell you of the results. I believe. I saw a scripture a long time ago in Psalm 118, or 118, verse 17. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of God. I encourage you to do that. Don't linger. Don't, don't, it's not like you don't believe. You understand? You better be taking, I had Gloria Copeland years ago say that, you better be taking medicine even by faith. Everything you put in your mouth, medicine is a, a part of that. Do you bless your food? Okay, take medicine by faith if you have to. That does not mean that you don't have faith. We're not a cult. You understand, you don't take medicine in this church. We don't do this. We don't do this. No, 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 people. Doctors are, and, 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 and um, ministers of the gospel, we are fighting the same devil. Of sickness and disease. All right? Although there have been so many lies involved. You, you understand, and, 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 and knowns. But that does not mean that you don't use your faith. You better take Panadol by faith. You be better take whatever you take by faith because you believe in God. But look at this. If you are doing it with fear, that's sin before God and it opens the door for the devil for his work to steal, kill, and destroy. How do you deal with it? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God, look at this. God has not given us a spirit of Fear, which is of the devil, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So let me look at the, looking at the same scripture. I'll be so scripturally right to say this. God has given us a spirit of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. That has something to do with fear. I believe that's an antidote for fear. Is that English? That's an antidote for fear. Power. Let's go in power. When you think about power, you think about who? The Holy Spirit. For you shall receive what? Power. Well, the Holy, Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and it goes on and on and on. So look at this then. You need to think of the Holy Spirit living inside of you, being conscious of him. He is a spirit of power. Amen. You know, growing up, and uh, if I knew I was a bully, that, 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 that's, that's a fact. That's the way I used to be. That man died on 17th June 1996. But I was a bully. And I took pleasure. You know, uh, I was really small bodied man. I took pleasure when I knew this guy cannot beat me. Had power over that individual. I remember in form, I was in form two, I think and there was a form one who came in and that guy was tall. And then I, I, I you know, a washing plates like outside there, you know, that place over there for washing hands. I said, wash my plate. He said, no, I won't. I said, I said, you do. He said, I said, I won't. And I held him. What was I using? I was, in, uh, I was using power that I was in Form 2 and he's on Form 1. You know that kind of madness? Please don't try that at home, young people. 
That was so foolish and devilish. But anyway, I ended up beating him. And uh, I ended up going to the deputy headmaster's office on Sunday afternoon. Phew. Man, that thing was fire. Oh, man. And got some work. But look at this. Uh, when, when you know you have power over a situation, you need to act like it. And don't allow timidity to capture you. Jesus, he said he came to destroy the one who had what? Power over death. And he says he has the keys of what? Hades and, and what? Death. So listen to this. The devil has no power to kill you and I except that which we give him. And I'll show you how we do. Because even culturally we do. Have you ever known of a person who was a peasant and died and then they, they, he's never handled uh, uh, 300,000 and then they die, then, then, then the budget is 500,000. That's death thinking. The person never handled 200,000 the rest of his life. And then we have a budget of 500,000. To prove what point? To who? That's death mentality. Wow. Do you need to sing a song? Look at Luke 10, look at Luke 10, 19. <laughs> Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over what? How much? All. So who's in charge? We are in Christ. We are in the anointed one. We are the members of the body of the anointed one to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Let every man be a liar, but God be true. It is impossible for God to lie. He says that, that's exactly the truth. We have absolute, complete victory over death if we take our legal rights in Christ. Be aware, because when you're talking about power, you think about the Holy Spirit. Be aware of the Holy Spirit in you. And live a spirit-filled life. A spirit-filled life is sensitive to words that you that, that are spoken, the words that you speak. Be conscious of the Holy Spirit within you and that you don't speak death wars. Now I'm going to say something there. Having, look at these people, look at this, look at the, 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 the principles and, and the functioning of the kingdom of God. God never created robots. He created man who has a will. A choice. God's perfect will is long, healthy life. But look at this. He has given you a choice. And the power that God has given into your, uh, you know, into your hand, or the same word, power, is your, the words you speak. Just like salvation. He never forced you to be born again. What did he do? You chose salvation. And if you're living for the Lord, you've chosen to live for the Lord. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So then the, the words that you speak, you also have to choose. Either, let's go to, to Proverbs 18 verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whose tongue? Whose tongue? My tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So actually, the devil doesn't have power to, to kill you legally. Listen, 
Uh, Jesus has the keys of Hades and death. He says that. But the, the authority and the power to live is in the words that you believe in your heart and speak. And there are people who speak death words continuously. Let me tell you something that has been popular nowadays. And you find people posting on Facebook and media. You see, nowadays you don't know. You know, you can be with someone oh, very okay and tomorrow is gone. Or you can be eating with people and you are gone. Look at this. Those are wars in the spirit realm that you are releasing. And look at this. You continue violating those principles, like that one of life and death. When a time comes, the person is in a crisis. We may do all the intercessions, but they have released, they have set in motion the laws of death until we cannot reverse them. And then you say, such a good person. How can God, God sometimes believers even say that. How can God take him away? We needed him. He got married recently or she got married recently. Can I say something again? We just don't know what people believe. What is yours and my effort? Believe the word. Speak life was. Refuse to fear death. Be careful in those funerals of what you speak. Be careful of what you post. Be careful when something happens, what you say regarding that. Because the words that you are speaking, listen, the enemy is legalistic. And in the realm of the spirit, words are eternal. Speak life words. Refuse death words. Take off, go every day to that 2 Timothy 1, 7. Go every day to that Luke 10, 19 and say in the name of Jesus, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I fear no man, I fear no devil, I fear no evil, I fear no death, I fear no cancer, I fear no COVID, I fear nothing. Why? God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. You do it until faith rises within you. And when something ever touches you, you, are, you know whom you have believed. Peter, they told Peter that he knew that he was going to be killed the following day. He went to sleep until the angel had to strike him hard. The book of Acts. I think I can tell you in Africa, death theme, talking about death, people just keep quiet. Are they absorbing, yeah? Oh, okay. We agree with you. I agree with you. Let God be true, Romans 3, 4, but every man what? Allah. Quickly, let me see if I can go more faster. First Peter 3, 10 says this, for he would love life and see good days. Anyone who loves life and who wants to see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. Evil is anything that is contrary to the word of God. And his lips from speaking deceit. That is, you've been given the spirit of power. Be conscious of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, love. That's your weapons. Against the devil. Against the spirit of death. Against fear. 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love. You know, if I'm, 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 I'm snooping through Tina's uh, phone every day, it's because I don't trust that she, uh, I lo uh, she loves me. I'm insecure. Okay? Now, it can be situations in a, in, a, in a couple, and one is unfaithful. You know, you have to, to resolve those things and speak these things. If you continue living this way, and, and by the way, by the way, let me tell you something. 
if you listen to the Holy Spirit tell you, now I want you to check out uh, his phone and, and maybe or her phone. And maybe that time they had like, uh, all the time you know that he had like seven passwords. And one time we'd realize that they are all not, and, and you know, I've, I've heard people say that, you know, he'd go to the, with his phone to the bathroom. The bathroom. What? What a bondage. There it is, ATMs, over there. What do you want? I'll leave them there. That's freedom to me. I thought sisters are saying, amen. Hallelujah. If he's going to the bathroom with it, you need to square out those things. And tell them, if you are going to be unfaithful, I will not going to live unfaithful life like you do. You choose. But if you continue living this way like the son of the devil, I don't think we'll continue along with you. Um, I'll tell you. Say, Pastor, will you say, yeah, I'll say that. How will I be living in an insecure life? Yeah, but I'm believing. Oh, I'll have to listen to God then. Okay. There's no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. Don't ever forget that. Fear involves torment. But you who fears has not been made perfect in love. So then, if I'm, I, I'm experiencing fear, I need to check out my love walk. 1 Corinthians 13, please, one, one, from verse, verse 1 actually to verse 8. Read it out from the Amplified Classic Version. And I do it almost every day. It's a love chapter. It's a love chapter. I have to check out my love walk. Am I walking in love even towards others? Am I walking in love towards others? Then I have to make up my mind and check out and examine my heart and judge my heart daily concerning my love walk. And ask God to forgive me. Because that opens a door to the spirit of fear and it opens a door to death. Thirdly, sound mind. This is the main battlefield. The mind, anxiety, worry, all these are manifestations of the spirit of fear, actually. The people who worry constantly. Until you ask them, what are you worrying about? I don't know, but I'm worried. The people who just worry constantly. Say, I refuse to worry. I refuse to fear. I refuse anxiety. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. It says, be anxious for some things. Huh? Huh? Be anxious for? What does nothing mean to you? Nothing. Be anxious for nothing but in what? Some things. Oh, we tried and we tried and we tried. You know, we went to this doctor and we went to this other doctor and finally we resolved to prayer. We got, oh, really? That's where you're supposed to have begun. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And look at this. And the peace of God. Do you think fear will be there? Do you think fear will be there? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts from fear. And from anything that is contrary to the word of God. And mind through Christ Jesus. And look at this. And it says, is that all? And, and I encourage you to look at verse 8 in your own time. Of the things that you and I are supposed to be thinking. Things that are true. Things that are good. You know, you can't be talking, you know, so-and-so died, so-and-so died, so-and-so. It's the, the same thing that we keep posting on, on our WhatsApp. Status. Beware of your thoughts constantly. Let me, let me tell you something that I've, I've had to do that over and over again, and I'm still doing it over and over again. Think of what you are thinking. When you hear about death, think about what you think. Are your words, are your thoughts aligned to the word of God, or you have fear? 
I remember my, my mom ailing and ailing, and at some point that I asked her, Mom, I really would desire for you to live for more, uh, for 15 years more. She was just turning 70. Ah, oh, I really so desire to do some things for you. Would you not live for 15 more years? She says, I wish I was okay and I was strong and healed. But the way I'm feeling, it's good. I think it will be good for me to go. But if I'm okay, that's fine. I say, that's fine, ma'am. That's fine. Uh, that, that will never change my belief concerning the healing power of God. I'll never, ever doubt that, that God is a healer. He's Jehovah Rapha. Brother, Dr. Oro Robas was asked that, uh, you know, suppose you are laying hands on people and you laid hands on this one and they, they, you, you, they died, you know, and you are laying hands on them, what will you do? He says, I'll go next. In other words, I'll lay hands on the next one. That's it, I'll continue. Listen, it doesn't matter what happens in this world, you better believe it's impossible for God to lie. Impossible. Think of what you're thinking. Every time, think about your thinking, uh, of what you're thinking. Be aware of your thoughts constantly. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 6, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they are not fleshly, but they are what? Mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing bringing every thought, every thought, every thought into captivity. Do you know what that tells me? Oh, I love that scripture. I say it every day, actually every day. It says this, every thought into captivity. Do you know what that means? God has given us the ability to bring every thought into captivity, to be aware of every thought that comes into our minds, and we have the ability to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of the anointed one. And then he says this, verse 6, this is the part also, being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. In other words, you choose obedience. You choose obedience. And Revelation 12, 11, Revelation 12, 11, talking about the devil, talking about that spirit of fear, talking about death. It says this, and they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. You see those are words? You see those are words? I say you see those are words? What, the, 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 the word of their testimony. What is your testimony? With long life. Will he satisfy me? With long life, will he satisfy me? I had, <laughs> I had a certain man. Man of God, he's so different. He's so different. You know, he's different. He said that he had gone and they checked out his blood pressure. I'm not telling you to tell you that, to do that if you don't have faith. To do that. Way. And you don't have revelation. And then they, he was told that your blood pressure is high. He said, he said, it cannot be. He said, no, sir, your blood pressure is high. He says, it cannot be. Your, your, your gadget is wrong. And they checked again and said, sir, you are right. He says, you think it is, it, it is, it is, it, it is, uh, uh, you think it's the gadget? Actually, that was wrong. Because I had revelation that that thing could not live in this body. And the results changed. And he says, it's been years since that happened. And I have a healthy life. Examine your heart. If you really believe. And we are going to deal with fear. And you know, we are going to deal with roots, death walls, that you have spoken, that you have released and repent of them unless you want to go. I really do believe, Brother Francis, if I start confessing today, I'm going home, I'm going home. By the end of this year, I'll be home. By the end of this year, I'll be in heaven. 
I will not see my 49th birthday. I'll be home. The devils will make sure that it happens. Will I be lost? No, I'll be in heaven. And the Lord said, what have you come to do? I said, I wanted to come home. You may have to wait a little bit here because we didn't finish your, your things for you to stay. I had 50 years ahead of you. You came prematurely. <laughs> I, had, I had someone say, a certain minister say that people keep, you know, he said that, he said, the, the, Lord to, the Lord told me that people keep saying, oh, the Lord took him. He, he, the Lord took him. Say, uh, excuse me. If someone came home, will you tell them no? They came, but that was not my plan for them to come prematurely. My, my, my word is here, is a perfect with long life. With long life will I satisfy you, so what do I do? Can you imagine you went uh, you were to up country, down country, across country, and then your mama said, you came. Not yet, time, go back. So he said, people keep telling me that I took them home. I took them home. I didn't. They came home. They came home. Death and life and the power of the tongue. As much as God loves his people, as much as God loves and he paid the price in full, the choice of our lives is basically in the words we believe to speak and the words we believe to in our hearts on a daily basis that we set in motion the laws of either death or life. Refuse to fear. Stand up on your feet, please. Now you know us, um, if you believe that this is your church and I say, oh, Pastor, I have uh, wars of faith to speak over you, and I want you to use your faith to take them. But look at this. Your words are powerful than anyone's words. I say again, your words are more powerful than anyone's words. The, the thing is this, your words are so powerful that God even cannot override them. Ooh. Your words are so powerful that God cannot override them. If he says, I just don't believe anymore, God says, that's fine. I'll, put, I'll protect your right to go to hell. Because you believe what you believe. I don't believe in, in the word anymore, that's fine. Did he pay the price for you? Yes, he did. Did he pay and child the price for you? Yes, he did. But the choice and the power to believe those words in, in, is in your turn. Are you ready? I want you, uh, I want you just from you, I know the spirit of God has spoken to you. I want you to repent of words you know that you've spoken and fear that you've allowed in your own mind and heart. I just want you to do that before the Lord right now. And the fear of death, the fear of corona, the fear of being infected, the fear of being tested, the fear of the fear, the fear of failure, whatever fear is, just lift up your hands as a sign of surrender to the one, to the one, to the precious one. Would you please lift up your hands to him? Will you reverence him, please? Thank you, Father. Just want you to speak to him as your father. Ask him to forgive you for fear. Fathers in the house, head of the family, any fear that you've opened your life to concerning your wife, concerning even your, your children. Thank you, Father. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Say it, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your word. I believe that it is impossible for you to lie. You have said, with long life, you will satisfy me. Father, I ask you to forgive me for every death word that I have spoken. Every fear word, fear of death, fear of anything, I ask you, Father, to forgive me.
I root out. I pull down. I destroy and throw down every word of death that I've ever spoken. I root it out and I build and plant. I build and plant the word of God. Father, you have not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you for the spirit of love. Thank you for the spirit of power. Thank you for the soundness of my mind. I declare today, I shall not die, but live to declare the works of our God. I shall not die, but live and declare your works, O Father. Thank you for delivering me from the spirit of fear, from death, fear of death, in Jesus' name. Let me proclaim and decree the word of God over you. Father, you say if you confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I take authority over every stronghold of fear. I break your power now in the name of Jesus. Off these lives. Premature death, suicidal spirit, every work of the enemy that has been setting up God's people for premature death, I break your power now in the name of Jesus. And I speak the word of God. Father, I ask you for revelation. Give them light. The entrance of your word brings light and brings understanding to the simple. Grant them understanding concerning the laws of the kingdom of God. Father, thank you for the blood over every single person that has been called into this ministry and anyone that is listening, believing this. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over them. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over their homesteads. I plead the blood of Jesus over their children. I plead the blood of Jesus over the work of their hands. I plead the blood of Jesus. I bind the spirit of accidents. Go now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that with long life, you will satisfy your people and show them your salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And I want to proclaim Psalm 91 over you. As you'll be actually, at the end, we don't have to speak another priestly blessing, but just check this. That you abide under the shadow of shadow, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. He is a hope that holds you and the stronghold to shelter you. The only God for you and your great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. And he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive war arms are wrapped around you protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night. No have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. You don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you. Nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, like Corona, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be expected as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. You choose today. Deuteronomy 30.19 says, choose life. Choose life. Choose words of life.
choose the word of God. That way you live your lives within the shadow of God most high. Your secret hiding place. You'll always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against you? Or disease infect you? God sends his angels special orders to protect you wherever you go. Defending you from all harm. If you walk in a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to you. Because you have loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer you your cry for help every time you pray. And you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you. For you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. With long life, he will satisfy you. The Lord says, with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Father, I bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.